Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC. Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC. Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Capital Advisory Group, Inc. is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provide legal or tax advice and are not certified public accounting firms. You work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here are Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zupal. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert, sitting here with Jeff Zufall. He is the Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Hello, Jeff. Hi. Happy Saturday. Have a lot to talk about today. Tons. Debt ceiling deal has been made. Yes. Uh, we're going to avert defaulting on our loans. And what did that even mean in the first place? Uh, is it the same when I get a bill and I uh, you know what, uh, credit card company, I'm not interested in paying exactly. this. <laughs> you know? And then uh, my credit rating gets a ding on it. But we talk about a lot of stuff on this show, first and foremost, taxes. Yes. And I just want to remind everybody that, you know, now that we are in June, we've had quite a bit of separation from our, our tax event in April. Yes. Quite a bit. <laughs> and uh, I think you'd be happy to know, Jeff, that my taxes are still sitting on our desk. We have not filed them away. Good. Uh, so I know that there's a lot of people out there that probably got their little tax booklet or, you know, Jeff gives us this this little envelope and it's, you know, it's really <laughs> nice. And, you know, oh, this is your taxes. It's like, oh, great. I never want to see them again. That's right. Most people are like, no. <laughs> yeah. Why'd you make them look so nice? Uh but we need to keep this stuff, and we need to file it away. But before you put it away in the filing cabinet, and and this is for the people that don't go to see Jeff for their taxes, take those and bring them to Jeff yes. and say, this is what happened to me last year. Exactly. This is my tax last year. You know, we're halfway through the year now. Did I keep enough of my money? Yes. Is there more money to keep? Is there money on the table that you could actually save this year, 2023, versus what you did last year? I don't know who you went to to get your taxes done. Did you go to one of those fly-by-night places? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, uh, what's that spirit Halloween store? Yeah, you know, pops own- up, disappears, <laughs> pops <laughs> up, yeah. disappears. They're only open in <laughs> September and yes. October, yeah. and then they disappear again for yeah. 10 months. Uh, it, did you get your taxes done by one of those fly-by-night places that popped up and did a lot of advertising, and then now they're gone? Yeah. Again, until next year. If so, I can't really imagine that one of those people really sat down and looked at your numbers and looked at who you are. No, because at that situation, basically those are just saying, hey, it is what it is. Here's your numbers. We're going to plug it into the tax return. Poof, you're done. Uh, versus then stopping and saying, hey, here's what you could do. You could do this. You know, these one thing might save you $500. Three things may save you $2,000. Um, just depending upon how deep you want to get into it. And and we'll do a little theater of the mind here, okay? Yeah. <laughs> the the uh, KTRS repertory players. <laughs> you sit down with one of these tax people that uh, just kind of do taxes in bulk or maybe, you know, your my uncle used to do taxes from his kitchen table. Yeah. That's how he'd yeah. make some money this time of year. 
Um, you know, and, and maybe that tax person said, oh, well, you know, um, somebody was using a, an HSA, health savings account, or like we're doing it. Someone was using an FSA. And I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. How does that work? And they say, oh, I don't know, but yeah. it's out there. It's out there. Well, can you implement that into into my life, into my taxes, onto my paycheck? No, I don't. I don't know how to do yeah. that. It's or it's just hey, it said this. We're putting it on the tax right. return. Good uh, for them for bringing it up and yeah, mentioning yeah. that it's a thing. Yeah. But half of the time, and we we do that all the time. We mention that these are things. I'm taking advantage of an FSA right now with my son's schooling. Um, we mentioned that they're a thing, but. How do I turn around and incorporate that into my life? Exactly. Well, that's a completely – that's a whole another step. setup in a sense and a step to reach out to you know, human resources, start that process, figure out what's out there. What, you know, if they offer it, don't offer it. Um, anybody that works for a Fortune 100 company has a deferred comp element, which you're just basically deferring income to a later date. Um, yeah, but it saves you taxes. So yeah. the question is, if that works into your plan, you know, that's great. But most people go, oh, I have that. And you go, yeah. <laughs> so my suggestion is we're halfway through the year now. Uh, there's still plenty of keepings. Tons of time. Tons of time. I mean, how many more paychecks are you get in this year? What's, exactly. What's, uh, well, at least if you're uh, 26 uh, bi-weekly, you're yeah. 12. <laughs> 26 divided by two, yeah. you know, uh, you still got 13 checks 13. up there. We're not a leap year, are we? No, I don't think so. Yeah, so it'd be 12, 13. <laughs> which is plenty. Which is pl- It's half. Mm-hmm. It's half of your money that you're going to make for the exactly. rest of the year. Do you want to keep some of it in your pocket? Exactly. And that's why you go see Jeff. 636-394-5524, capitaladvisorygrp.com. I highly recommend you give him a call, 636-394-5524. You bring in your previous taxes and maybe a couple of paycheck stubs. Yeah. Jeff can just kind of do a quick overview and just be like, okay, this there's something to be this had is here. Where we're at. Yeah. You know, I, I I find it uh, for a new person who probably doesn't have anything going. I can't imagine that they would walk out of there with Jeff saying, "Well, look, you're you're pretty buttoned up. <laughs> Nothing more we can do." There's so much stuff written into the tax code that actually can benefit us, believe it or not. Exactly. But uh, those, you know. Uh, uh, Congress people and and all of their aides that write all these yeah, laws. It's more the aides. Yeah, they they don't take the time to call us individually. No, you know, you know how many people are in in my district? Great, get yeah. them all on the phone <laughs> and tell them all these great tax things yeah. that we put in the that we no. put into play. It's up to us to figure it out, and that's why we need someone like Jeff on our side to figure it out and implement it yes. for us. Six three six three nine four five five two four. Okay, now. Debt ceiling has been averted. What is the debt ceiling, just in a, in a nutshell? Nutshell. Debt ceiling basically is issued by Congress, and it says the U.S. can only spend or borrow X on an annual basis. Um, so literally when they say they repealed it, what they're saying is they've stopped whatever the limit is and added more to it. So the easiest way to look at that is you have a credit card. Um, you ran up to your max credit limit on your credit card, and you go, ooh, I want to spend two grand more. Um, you and I can't do that. Any of the listeners can't do that. Um, but our federal government can. And they go, hey, raise it another 2000 What the heck? It's easy. It's only money. Um, that's what they did. So th- typically, and I, and I think I talked a little bit about this on Jennifer and Wendy's show, in the past, and I say maybe 8 to 12 years ago, 10 years ago, was never a political issue. 
Um, they got together. Everybody said, hey, we need Republican, to spend Democrat, money. doesn't it matter. It was Who has a, the House? Yeah. Who's got the Senate? It wasn't a hot tail. They agreed to it. Boom. They went on their merry way. And it was done months in advance. So the way that it works is Janet Yellen, since she's the one of the Fed secretaries, she actually does the accounting and says originally, um, maybe in January, they said, hey, we're going to run out of money in September of 23. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, Janet showed up and said, oh, it's June 1st. And then they said, nope, it's June 5th. So the question is, uh, when really is it? So behind the scenes, Janet has to produce to Congress a budget, basically. Um, here, are the, here are the bills. Here's the bills. This yeah. is why we need to do this. Um, and it's not that she's here's trying to – Here's the shelf s- that's holding all yeah. the money, and it's empty. <laughs> yeah, and she's not trying to sell it. She's just saying, here's the numbers. This is what we have to do. Um, and then, you know, Congress and, and all those guys hash it out. So the the question is, is did Janet kind of jump in and preempt it a little bit? And maybe it is later this year and nobody really said anything, but at least the deal is done. Um, so you say good, bad, and different. The problem is, is if we defaulted, um, no government employees get paid. Mm-hmm. Military doesn't get paid. Social Security checks stop. And that's a huge repercussion coming backwards. So really, we were kind of, I wouldn't say confident that they wouldn't default. Um, even though some political leaders, and I won't say their names, are like, yeah, we need to you know, reset the deck. But that's a violent way to get there. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> who's, who's holding the bag? Yeah, exactly. You know? We are. Yeah. Um, and that would be the issue. So market-wise, they're like, oh, you know, your IRAs and your 401ks would take a you know a pounding, which they probably would because if we defaulted, it's not just the U.S concept that we're looking at it's the international concept and international countries come to the united states to purchase u.s dollars because of the and, and people are going to laugh at this the political stability <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> so they don't have to worry about one you know one side shooting the other side have they lived here for uh, any yeah, i know period of time <laughs> so i say it's almost a joke but that's the reason so what's taking place internationally big picture we are seeing that the BRICS companies or uh, countries are banding together, and they're actually creating their own currency. Um, so I think at one point in time, like eighty or eighty-five percent of all international trade was traded in dollars, and it's down to like forty something percent now. And the fear is, is that maybe the Chinese dollar or their yen or whatever it is versus the Russian, um, it kind of falls out of favor. And if those guys could work a deal and say, hey, we're going to take this over, then the dollar loses its its prevalence in the world. Um, and and it's, then we become a third world country. Um, mm. And there's, I mean, there's all kinds of conspiracy theories out there and all that baloney. But again, if we defaulted on this, foreign countries would go elsewhere to, to park their money. Because we're not going to get paid back. Exactly. You know, the, yeah. the United States is a deadbeat. As a third world country, can't pay their bills, blah, 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 blah. So that's kind of how important that is, not just us locally, but the big scope of what mm-hmm. takes place. So, so uh, rather, the, the the people in Congress probably weren't thinking, oh, well, we don't want Joey and Johnny Main Street to have to go without their Social Security no, check. They were probably thinking, <laughs> on the world stage, we'll be a laughing stock exactly. and people won't buy our bonds and anymore. And they won't buy our U.S. Treasuries, yeah, so. our bonds. Um, so it, it gets... It gets out there. It gets pretty deep. Um, so, again, they, care, they, they say they care about us, but they were actually probably uh, more caring no. about 
either side i don't think cares at the end of the day yeah um, so so that's where we're at but that's what it is it's basically like saying hey i got a credit limit on my credit card i ran right through it <clears throat> and i need a couple thousand more but we're talking add zeros to that right. like lots of them um 30 and we we are we are what 30 something trillion dollars 34 i think the last number was 34.1 trillion dollars and, and no so, one has said at this point hey maybe next year so there we should is, not spend more money than we take. And again, there's a handful of Republicans and a very, very few Democrats that are saying cut the spending. Um, they see what's taken place, but they're overshadowed by everything else that takes place. Big picture. Um, so <clears throat> at the end of the day, that's where we're sitting. Um, I think it comes out to be the number I heard was ninety five thousand dollars per person. So if everybody could write a check tomorrow for ninety five grand. We take take care of that thirty four trillion dollars, and if yep. you do thirty four trillion and write it out, it's a lot of zeros. I mean, a lot of zeros. I can do it, but I'd have to borrow money from the federal government. <laughs> so I don't know if that actually works out. No. <laughs> so uh, a very interesting. We averted a um, debt a catastrophe, near, near crisis. And the other thing, which is funny, is everybody's like, "Oh, if we default." There ten, and I think we talked a little bit about this. There's been four technical defaults historically in the past. Nobody ever talks about them. I mean, they go way back to 1862, which was basically the Civil War. Um, so the, tr- the, the Treasury had all kinds of issues back then. Their budget was probably $1,000, but <laughs> I don't know what it was. But uh, but that was the greenbacks, which was the U.S. dollar back then. Um, it had issues after the Civil War. So they technically defaulted for a week or so, mm-hmm. um, but it's a default. Um, and then 1933, um, so there were gold bonds out there um, that they basically it had to go to the Supreme Court, went through all this crazy stuff, but we technically defaulted. Um, again, in 1968, they refused to honor what's called the Silver Certificates Paper, so technically it's a default. Mm. Um, and then in 1971, uh, basically, this was what's called the Bretton Woods Agreement. Um, easiest way that Nixon said, we're not going to go by the gold standard anymore. Um, but it was technical default. So mm-hmm. I think that that was like two weeks sitting out there. So we've defaulted four times in the past, but nobody really brings us up. They're like, oh, that's way back in the day. Oh, well, that was different. Yeah, it's, um, it's always the same. Um, <laughs> but it hasn't happened since 1971. Exactly. So that's... Now we've had some near misses. Um, if you remember the kind of the heated debate, I think Trump, um, when was that his first term? They kind of shut everything down for a week or so. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that wasn't a default. Um, it was just kind of a political battle um, to see who would win. Um, so that's I remember a couple of years even before that, <clears throat> that CNN had that clock, that ticking clock, mm-hmm. you know, as they were counting down to the debt ceiling. Yeah. So. I mean, this this definitely feels like it's coming up more and more. It, well, it's getting the the term the the time frame on it's getting shorter and shorter. Used to be years, maybe three four years at a time. Um, now it's because of our debt at thirty four trillion. The interest on that is a phenomenal amount. Um, but again, it's getting shorter time frame. So they push it. I guess they raised it enough that they are pushing it the next debate out until twenty twenty five, which hypothetically should not be a political hot potato in the election, but you know, if somebody's going to figure out the angle of how we bring this up, right. good or bad for both sides, you know, hey, they did this, they didn't do that. 
But again, in this package, our friends at the IRS have lost $20.1 billion of their funding. Um, and we, yeah, we'll talk about that. What, what was in it and what had to be sacrificed or compromised to get both sides to agree on this. Both sides said, well, we can't let this happen, but yes. while we're here, we want <laughs> this. We, we want, want this. that. Yeah. We yeah. don't want to give that up. Yeah. Uh, but we're not going to let the debt ceiling you know, go away. But we're going to argue about it and right up until to, right yep. up until the time, the, the day at, right up until the day after. Yeah. Well, I think uh, that's why they pushed it to the 5th, which is actually next week or this upcoming week. Um, versus the first, knowing that they would be right at the 11th hour. Yeah, they wouldn't have enough time. And then still, still kind of technically yeah. don't have it in order. So Hey, it's January. you got to figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they waited until the exact last second, Yes, which just yes. seems so them. Uh, but we'll go to commercial break. When we come back, talk more about the debt ceiling, what was in it, what got cut, and find out going forward. What can we be expecting? Um, Jobs reports, the Fed, all that stuff. We'll get into it on Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. Give him a call if you want him to look at your stuff. And like I said, before you file those taxes away once and for all, never to be seen again until Mm -hmm. next year, you know, it's like, what do you you need uh, the the tax file number from uh, last year's taxes, right? Social Security number? Yeah. 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 Um, Pull those out. Keep them out. Bring him to Jeff and say, this is what I look like on paper. Oh, 1040. The 1040s. Um, and then if you have a company, it could be, you know, sole proprietors, could be an LLC, partnership, all that fun stuff. Jeff does individuals. He specializes in small businesses. He can help you keep more of what's yours. It's the name of the book that he wrote. It's the name of the show that we're doing right now. And it's the lifestyle that he lives and you know i like to live that lifestyle too i like to keep more of what's mine you know i like sharing but not with the government that's right somebody else not not more than i technically have to 636-394-5524 is the phone number capital advisory grp.com keep what yours continues with josh gilbert and jeff Sufall. Back to the program, back to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert, and we're talking about the debt ceiling and what were some of the things that were cut out of this that were, you know, people were haggling. And and my, my take on this, Jeff, is um, when uh, the bills come due mm-hmm. and you and your wife sit down or you and your husband or whoever, uh, you sit down and you say, boy, this is this, – really got out of hand this month, yeah. this credit card bill. Um, we need to figure out uh, going forward what we need to do to make sure that, that we start uh, paying this off or maybe not charging more than what we've got coming in and all this stuff. And you sit down and you start having a conversation about budget. You don't let 30, 60, 90 days go by, go by. Yeah. without paying the bill off you can't. while you're still arguing. Yeah. Uh, or, or talking about, yeah. your, but well, you know, we can cut out uh, cable. <laughs> no, I don't want to cut out cable. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, maybe you can ride your bike to work and exactly. save on some gas. You don't argue about that stuff while leaving the bill unpaid. Yeah. You pay the bill. Pay the bill and then work, out, work and it then out later. And then you figure it yeah. out later. But it started to seem like they were arguing the bill. Yes. Without paying it. And yes. wanted, they wanted reassurances, I guess, 
you know, leverage being sure what it is. is. Well, and our but we're not going to vote to pay the bill unless yeah. you you know, put this stuff in. Put there. this in, and, and you got to realize both parties come to the table with an agenda, which is this is what we want. Um, we want to you know increase spending here for these uh, pet projects. Um, Republicans said, and again, we're still kind of waiting to see the big picture on how this all panned out. Republicans were like, oh, we want you to cut spending. Um, I think there was that handful of like five or eight Republicans that were adamantly, they voted against it um, because they said that the spending, the spending still was not under control. And a handful of Democrats had said the same thing. And they can, they can do that because they know – that the rest of will still pass the party it still pass okay. it. They can make this kind of yeah this grandstanding, point, this grandstanding. Yeah. This is yeah. Congress, after all, yeah. political theater. Oh, Give big me a time! Break. Yep. Um, they can make these points, and I think I even heard um, one of the senators from both sides say, "Well, you know, I, I'm not going to vote for it, but I, yeah. I know it's going to pass. Yeah. But I'm not going to vote for it because you know I'm going to protest X, Y, Z, and say that it should be this or that. Okay, great, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's where the so dysfunction comes into play. But right. I know they said that uh, military spending stays flat um, for I guess the next three years or something of that effect. Uh, the big one is IRS gets cut that twenty billion. And that was that was a big headline that I perked up because yeah. we talk about this all the yeah. time, which. The IRS has the funding, uh, and again, from uh, I say the Republican Party says that they have enough. Um, so this twenty billion was actually what they're hypothetically saying was the enforcement side. So that's where they hire the enforcement officers or, or revenue agents to go out and collect tax. So not even in that uh, Inflation Reduction Act, but I think in the was it in the infrastructure bill. The IRS got $80 billion mm-hmm. over the next 10 years. 10 years. And we've talked about this on the show almost every other week because Jeff is someone that works in taxes and he has to call the IRS from time to time. On a regular basis. And, and no one picks up the phone. No. They they've, don't have enough employees. Just recently we've seen some improvements because they've hired 5,000 people in service centers to help answer the phone. Problem is, is those people aren't up to speed yet and they don't know exactly what to do. Um, give them time. Hopefully they will. And or if they could hire more people, literally you're just talking to do the basic paperwork on a daily basis that needs to take place. Um, that's what they don't they don't have that. And we, they don't have it yet. We've seen the um, Washington Post uh, picture slideshow that they posted up a couple of years ago of what it's like in one of these offices, Ogden, Utah, Austin, yeah. Texas and KC, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or um, three. This is where they are, and they're just filled, stacked to the ceiling of boxes With of paper, boxes of and that's our stuff. Yeah. And they just don't have the manpower, the people power to get through it all. And not only that, they don't have the technology. The technology is the big issue to run, I say, paperless. There's in the, in the accounting or the tax world, the paperless office is a joke. Um, it really doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> um, still can't figure out how that would ex- exist. Um, just because of the flow of documentation that moves back and forth. But their computers are old. The systems that they're working off of are like from the 70s. 70s, yeah. It is. It, it, <clears throat> frankly. Windows Windows yeah. 98 or something crazy like that. That I mean. And it's kind of a joke, and I don't understand how it got to this point. Um, just of, not enough funding. 
Um, the computer systems are so antiquated it's not funny. And if they can get up to speed, there's, I mean, there's, I say tax geek, there's cool stuff that they could do. Um, like right now, we just um, have the ability, if you amend a tax return, that you could have a, a ACH deposit if you get a refund. In the past, you had to sit, one, mail it in and wait for them to acknowledge your amended return, and two, wait for a check to show. Yeah, That's a, a long, grueling process. This, this is the federal government right now. Why yeah. are we still mailing them anything? <laughs> exactly. You know, how much yep. money is that costing us to have someone dump out a big bag of things and just o- and start open going the through envelopes? It, and then they have to rekey it in their system Holy. to make it match. And there are some tricks you can do with the tax return. You certain lines that you take as you key it. And they'll feed to the other line. You know that you're okay as long as your numbers match. And I, I imagine that there's there's a, a subset of the population out there that likes to do it the old-fashioned way. Uh, they're not. I don't think they'll accept with computers a or handwritten. Um, I think I saw my last handwritten tax return last year. Wow, um, really? And it was from another preparer that uh, we had a couple of people that came in, and he had retired. <laughs> oh, okay. And it literally was handwritten. I was I was impressed. Seriously, um, I was like, wow. Yeah. To, to, to take the forms and be able to take the numbers and push it to the next form, keep your, your math going in a sense. Like, ooh, but that's time consuming. And the idea was let's give them a bunch of money over the next 10 years. They can update all of the computer systems. They can hire more people to answer the phones. They can get up to speed. We can de- get this uh, office out of the 1950s exactly. yeah. and into the 21st century. And um, during this whole debt ceiling talks, the uh, Congress people were able to take back $20 billion of that. Yeah. And, 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 and they'll probably work on more of it going forward, um, unfortunately. Because there's people out there that don't want to <clears throat> give the IRS no. more money. And They've kept them defunded for a super – I mean a long time. There's a reason why they were defunded yeah. and, and so poorly funded in the first place. But we had mentioned that enforcement. Yes. And, and the whole idea was let's give them more money to go out and find the tax cheats yes. and the low-level uh, – you know, you, you make a mistake, okay, we'll give you an That's opportunity exactly. to, to prove it. Yeah. But if you are purposely withholding tax money from the federal government, yeah. they're going to come after you. Yep. And and how much revenue – they said that just generating the revenue of the taxes that are supposed to be paid yes. would pay for all of this, you know. Easily. Easily. Now, that's going to be a little pain for some people who – um, we see them uh, since 20, technically probably 2019 coming forward. Um, tax returns are just kind of very loosey-goosey um, because they know that the IRS is behind. Um, but again, at the end of the day, IRS can come back and look at three years' worth of returns or go three years backwards. Um, you could amend three years um, and fess up, um, which we've done on a bunch um, where people are like, hey, I kind of forgot this, but nobody ever said anything. And our response is you need to amend that return and carry it forward. And, yeah, you may owe some tax, but it's going to keep you out of jail. Yeah. So, And look, look, I pay my taxes. <coughs> Why should someone else not have to? Exactly. You I mean, know, that's that's not fair to, to, to do that at the end of the day. Right. And, and here I, I say it all the time on this show. We are here to tell you that if you don't like paying your taxes, well, fine. That's exactly. you know, tough, you know, yeah. tough noogies. Um, but there is a way to, to hire <laughs> Jeff Zufall to pay as little as, as possible. possible. 
As long right. as you stay within the guardrails, you're safe. I don't you mind could go right up against the edge of the guardrail, right. but I don't mind paying taxes, but I do mind paying more than what I should yeah, have to. Exactly. So Jeff opens up your books and looks at what's going on and says, "We could do this. We could do that. We could co- walk right up to the line here exactly. and then move everything over here to make yep. sure we're still in the good graces of the IRS. Exactly. And make sure that you never get arrested for tax fraud. Yeah. And you pay less. And if in you taxes. if you ever got audited, because again, audit rates are super low. I mean, very low these days. Um, if you ever got audited, could you prove everything on your tax return? Because they're basically going to quiz you to say, hey, you took this deduction. Where's your receipt? And Jeff's got the receipts. Yeah. And the, we've got them. We, put a, we have a digital vault. Digital vault holds all that data. If we don't have it when we do your return, we ask for it. And we ask, you know, you may drop it off, might fax it in, uh, might email it, which we still don't want to do. But we'll take that and upload that to the vault. All that data is there. And I get where the argument comes in. Well, we don't want to fund the IRS so they can just come after and nickel and dime the little guy. Yeah, but no. But (laughs) but the little guy is cheating on his taxes. There's a bunch that – like the PayPal thing, um, which is the the 1089Ks or Qs, I'm sorry. Um, So the issue is is you run a small business. People have figured out that they could run PayPal and they'll run it right up. The rule is $20,000 or 200 transactions. Mm Mm-hmm. They'll run right up to 19500 and quit using PayPal and go to whatever. Something else. And they'll go somewhere else. But they'll never report that money because they're not kicking off that 1099 to them for business income. And is that that's, illegal? You know, extremely. Extremely That's illegal. what the IRS – so everybody thinks, oh, man, as a small business owner, it's me. They're going to come kick in my front door. They're not looking for that. They're looking for those people that have f- figured out that angle in the system that will run 19500 on PayPal and then switch and do 19500 on another one and keep doing that and never report it because nobody ever kicked them off at 1099. Yeah. So. And and you might be able to say, well, we didn't – I didn't have to do that before. Well, it was still illegal. Exactly. <laughs> they just – didn't have enough people to come to after everybody, yeah. and and that you know, and that's, that's why the thing with all crime. Yeah. It's like if the cops aren't going to give out tickets on Highway seventy, everybody's going to do hundred miles an hour, doing <laughs> 80, 90 miles per hour. That's so, on the, that's in the slow lane, man. <laughs> right? Okay. Uh, well, I take forty. When I <laughs> um, so it, it's you know it's. It, it seems to be a political football, but it yeah. really isn't. It's it just isn't at the end of the day. making people pay their taxes. You just don't want them to go to the opposite extreme, which is where they really do start picking on people um, for normal stuff. Or even if you produce statements, they're like, ah, we don't care. You owe it. You know. Um, so that's kind of what people are panic-stricken on. But, again, the people with targets on their backs are small business owners, period. Yeah. That's where they're going to start because that's a low-lying fruit. Um, well, they if, are, if you're having Jeff run run your small business taxes for you, you probably don't have anything to worry about. Exactly, because at the end of the day, I don't. If I go to an audit, I'm gonna be able to lay everything down and say, "Here's the stuff. Yeah. What's your problem? What happens when I come? Hey, Jeff, you know, I want to keep some of this money, you know, under the table. Uh, let's let's keep it hush hush, and especially don't tell my wife. Because those people, we say thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. Uh, my license isn't worth getting jerked because, you know, I'm helping you cheat. I've had Never. so many business owners that, that deal in stuff like this. Um, you know, Stuart, the mortgage guy, says, I'm not going to do anything illegal because yeah. this is my livelihood. Exactly. At the I'm end not going to get popped just because yeah. you wanted a cheaper yeah. mortgage or just exactly. because you wanted to hide some taxes. Yeah. Um, so, and, and by the way, Jeff has told me this before. 
if you never say this out loud, well, I never had to pay taxes on that last year or two years ago or three years ago, the IRS is going to say, really? Yeah, exactly. Well, let's exactly. go back. Let's go back and look. And, and take a and, peek at how long you have been avoiding paying and, your taxes. And so you can amend three. They typically will look back three years. You can amend three years worth of returns. Um, but if they deem fraud, it's unlimited. They can go back to when you're 16 and pull everything coming forward if they wanted to go that crazy. Could you prove, hey, I made 5000 bucks when I was 17. You know, I, I couldn't if I had to today. I There's no way. I couldn't. Uh, so the IRS is getting cut by $20 billion. Yeah. And uh, the CBA, which looks at things and how will this affect us going forward, says that by cutting the enforcement of the IRS to go after tax dodges, collect the taxes that are supposed to be owed, uh, we're actually losing out on $40 billion. Exactly. So, uh, okay. <laughs> by making people pay taxes is actually putting money in the coffers. Yes, you know, boy, what a novel idea. Yeah. And, you know, I just I don't understand why my, you know, maybe maybe people are saying, well, we don't want them to enforce because we want to cheat on our taxes. Well, that could be it, too. Right. I mean, but, look at how uh, everybody in Congress is a multimillionaire. Yeah. They come in with nothing. They make one hundred seventy one grand a year, which is good. Good money. Don't get me wrong. But even you know, locally, you three know, years later, they have they're worth ten million dollars. Exactly. How'd that happen? Yeah, how'd that happen? How did it that happen? sure wasn't off good saving habits. Right. You know, it's because they got access to deals. Um, there's a handful of them that they were showing uh, that got in on Nvidia, which the stocks went crazy last week. It's a chip maker. Um, yeah, they're a chip maker. So they're saying that they're the exclusive chip maker now to AI, um, artificial intelligence. Um, I mean, I'm talking it skyrocketed, and then they were there was a couple of Twitter reports that said, "Hey, these and I won't name them. These politicians had their hand. They bought it the day before that was announced. How that happened? Um, the odds on that, you just either really, really lucky, or you know something that nobody else does. Um, they so, really are. Uh, uh, it seems like sometimes a protected class. Oh yeah, it and is. And there's what a uh, hundred senators yeah. and five hundred something. Yeah. Representatives. And And, uh, the funny part is the new ones that come in bring the first bill they bring to the table is, hey, you can't inside trade or, you know, inside trade um, looks great on paper. And every one of them dies on the vine before it even gets voted on. And then those those new uh, I'm going to go to Washington and change these things. They're like, oh, my gosh, I can make a lot of money. A lot of money. Okay, (laughs) And I converted. I'm now on that side. Right. Remember that insider trading bill? Oh, no, that's not good. Let me just pull that off the table. So so that's I mean, everybody really knows how that works. But, you know, you would like it to be less transparent sometimes. And again, I mean, they come back to that, you know. Very transparent, you would like, are, hey, I'm volunteering for two years, and I'm going to help change the world, but that's never going to happen. Yeah. It's too too deep. So. Um, all right. So, uh, and uh, what did you say? Uh, $87 billion in payroll taxes were lost last year? Yes. So, one of the things the IRS is going after is payroll taxes. And so, that's where you get into these people who are running that scam, in a sense, um, they're hiding money to the side. That's what the IRS is looking for. And so within payroll taxes, so if you are a subcontractor, um, but you should really be an employee, um, IRS is looking at that. And so, so there's a yeah. distinction. Uh, let's let's talk about how that works. <clears throat> um, payroll taxes, I look at my check and say, well, they 
uh, withheld this much for Social Security and this much for um, Medicare mm-hmm. and uh, this much for whatever. On the other side of that, my employer, Mr. Matches. Dorsey, yes. is kicking in the same exact amount yes. uh, for that. He's so, a nice guy, but it's not on you know, not, because yeah, he loves doing not, it. It's yeah. because he's forced to. They're making him do it. <laughs> so what some people have figured out is, well, if I hire Josh as a contractor, exactly, the taxes get taken out of his paycheck, but they don't get taken out of the company's exactly. because he's not technically a full-time he's employee. Not an employee. So don't have to issue benefits. I mean, that's one of the big ones. Um, it's way easier for the employer just to write a 1099, but it puts all the tax onus back on the individual. Um, and then the question is, is is there cash being paid? You know, the hand, hey, this week I'm just going to pay you cash. That goes off the record in a I sense. I mean, that's, that's classic. No, it's know. totally classic. Um, so the, the, the issue, and a lot of people do not pay attention to this, on your paycheck, 6.2% goes to Social Security. 1.45 goes to Medicare. Those are items that you will use later in life. And you pay into the system, and I know it's goofed up, but you pay into that system so at a later date you get those, those I say, uh, I won't say entitlements by no means, but you get those benefits at a later date. Um, the employer matches that dollar for dollar. So let's say that you're a tax cheat and you're trying not to pay into that system. You just kind of messed yourself up long term because the less you pay into the system, the less your benefits will be at a later time. Spent day. 15 years getting paid under the table. Yeah. And Did then you, you save up, yeah, you show any up, of that money? Probably didn't save any of it. Mm-hmm. Two, you show up for Social Security and they're like, hey, you get $100 a month. Yeah. And you go, wait a minute, I need way more than that. Well, we haven't shown you working exactly. for the last 15 years. That's And that happens all the time. So, and what happens yep. to that person? Um, they basically get a hundred bucks a month, Social Security, or whatever that number is, and they're on their own. They have to keep working. Yep. Um, so that's eighty-seven billion dollars in payroll taxes lost last year. Yes, last year alone. Last year alone. So that is one thing that they're going to come out with the vengeance when they do have this enforcement arm um, and looking for that, like. Maybe the W-2s or the master W-3 that you submit, they don't match. Um, it's just they have all these little – they won't tell us what their tricks are in a sense, but they have ways to look at that and figure out what's going on. And uh, the IRS in the original bill was getting $80 billion over 10 years. Yes. And payroll taxes, if they even caught half of it – They would they could offset pay, it right there. They could offset it in two yeah. years and pay for it. It pays for exactly. itself. Yeah. Just collecting the taxes that are owed. I don't yes. think anybody listening right now would have a problem collecting no. the taxes that are owed. That's And that's the issue of the day. So hmm. – so, again, the, the, I'll say the, the defunding or low funding, if you want to call it that, of the IRS has been an issue for years. COVID really, really put the spotlight on it, um, and here we are today. So they had it, and it's kind of taken away, but we'll see how it goes. Because, again, 2024 elections, um, so this, the, the debt ceiling has been put off to 25. So whoever actually wins the 24 election, you got to also remember um, – all of Trump's tax cuts out there, there's a ton of them, and we'll I'll explain what's permanent and what's temporary. Everything that he put on the table in his uh, 2019, 18 tax cuts, or 17, literally expire in 2025. Hmm. So whoever wins the 24 election, one of the main things they get to do is reset tax reset law the tax completely. Code. No pressure, anyone. Yeah, no pressure, <laughs> by no means. Believe me. And there's a ton of stuff out there that 
Trump put in play that it's good for us. I mean, it's good for small business owners. A lot of people just don't realize it um, until they go, hey, I got that. Cool. You know, um, so there's good stuff in there to keep. There's good stuff that needs to be kicked that... out. But the bulk of that stuff is decent um, in yeah. the big picture. So so everybody knows a business owner. And let's be honest with ourselves. Maybe we even worked for someone like this that said, hey, I'm just going to pay you in cash under the table to yes. keep you off the books. Yep. I mean, I'm thinking of one person specifically right now. I won't say their <laughs> name out loud. Don't say um, it. <laughs> but that affected the economy to the tune of $87 billion in lost payroll taxes last year, last year alone. 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 One year. You say, well, why does it matter if he pays his employees under the table? $87 billion Huge. in payroll taxes lost alone yep. last year. So – how about that? Uh, you want to start paying off that debt? That is that's part of it. That's, that's part of that's it. the thirty-seven point one trillion. Yeah, that just keeps adding up. Yes, we have to stop spending, but we have to start collecting what's owed in uh, as well. So let's go to a commercial break, and when we come back, we'll talk about uh, the jobs reports, the Fed. Will they raise interest rates? Where is inflation mm-hmm. at right now? And uh, call it a day, Jeff Zufall. It's nice to hear your voice and not have to worry whether or not we're going to hit that debt ceiling. We've got <laughs> a deal in place. What was in it? Well, that's to be determined. Yeah. But if you are nearing your own debt ceiling and you're like, something's got to give. If yep. you're a small business and you, you know, we, gotta, we sell a lot. We are very busy. We've got a ton of business. I just don't know how we're not making money. Yes. Give Jeff a chance to look over your books, I can guarantee you he can find something and say, look, the, you know, and a separate set of eyes. Sometimes exactly. It's really all Second it set of eyes looking at it. Um, maybe and someone a su- who knows what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, this isn't Jeff's rodeo, first rodeo. Yeah. You know. how to, and a lot of people do not understand how to read a financial profit loss yeah. cash flow report. You might be a great florist. You might yep. be fantastic at screen printing T-shirts, but yep. you know nothing about business. The end of the day. And frankly, accounting. Yeah. But there's a Most reason <laughs> why we're florists and not Everybody's accountants. Like, debit credit. Debit credit. <laughs> yeah. So let Jeff take a look at it and actually make you make some money. 636-394-5524, capitaladvisorygrp.com. Keep what's yours. We'll be back to wrap it up right after this. Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Back on the show, back on the program, Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. Just a couple minutes left here, Jeff. And uh, the, the economy, the May jobs yes. report, the job postings, the Fed. What are we looking at here? All right. So the unemployment report that just came out uh, Thursday mm-hmm. showed we basically unemployment increased just a touch. Um, we're at 3.7, was at 3.4. But what they're saying is the data, the underlying data of that report still showed surprising strength. So um, that's the question that the Fed has to debate now. Um, Typically, by the Fed raising rates, they slow the economy down. Unemployment hypothetically comes up, but you're only talking a couple of tenths of a percent increase. Um, And with the strength, underlying strength, that's very questionable what the Fed's doing. Um, news on the or word on the street, if you want to call it that, is in their June meeting. They're going to maybe not raise rates. 
Um, but again, I think that at the end of the day, if this data that's coming out is showing strength still, they may go a quarter. Um, but again, the, the general consensus is they skip this June meeting and do not raise rates. Inflation, and this is one of the gauges that they're looking at, inflation actually went down again month to month. So we were, we were at 4.98%. We're at 4.93%. Um, as of well, that, just the other day. It doesn't seem like a lot, but, but 0.05%. You got to picture it on the GDC of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of tenths of a percent is huge. Huge. Okay. But again, and I don't say, oh, inflation isn't there. Again, the target is 2 to 2.5% is where the Fed's, that's their target. So we're still running. We're so, still running high. Last year, though, it was 9%. Oh, it was 9 plus. So it's come way down. But yeah. remember, it's X, food, and oil. So in the mid-'80s, they adjusted the inflation rate, and they took out food and oil to help equalize the chart, if you want to call it that. But what are the two Jeff, things that you do every day? Guess what, I, <laughs> guess what I buy every week. The only thing I ever buy every week is gas uh-huh. and food. And food, and that's it. <laughs> Everything else, it might be yeah. a couple weeks. You might go a month without it. I mean, it. when's the last time I bought a microwave? Exactly. You know? Well, that's the funny part is there was a news report. I won't say what channel. Um, and they said uh, grocery prices have gone down. And I think they said like muffins were down like 2.4%. But at the bottom of the chart, spread was still up 7.5% year to date. And I'm like, what? Yeah. So it was just bizarre the way they tried to sell that as, oh, inflation's yeah. going away. It's not as bad as it was last year. Oh, no, it's not as bad as it was last year. But, but some stuff is still pre-pandemic crazy. level. Yeah. It is still wild. Yeah, it's still up there. So that's an issue that the Fed, again, in their ultimate wisdom, ha, 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 um, <laughs> is trying to correct, adjust. And if they go, that's what's called the hard landing. If they go too far too fast, they raise rates through the roof. They literally bring the economy to a screeching halt, like in the 80s. Um, and if they don't do enough, uh, maybe this f- factor goes down, but six months from now it spikes again and we go right back through that same process. Yeah. So to, to be determined going forward, but the, the consensus out there is that the Fed will hold tight and see, again, giving time for what they've done in the past to see what it really does to the economy. Um, and we kind of take it from there. And I read, I read a story this week uh, as PepsiCo, you know, t- talking about Doritos. Mm-hmm. They said our margins are high and we might actually increase our margins next year. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, I don't really speak this lingo all the time. But isn't margins the difference between cost to produce and what they're and selling what it they for? Sell it goes. So yeah. if shipping and, and every, all this stuff and cost of raw materials, if that goes up, I would expect to pay more. Exactly. That's inflation. Yeah. But they're talking about, well, the cost to produce them is still X, but we're still going to charge a quarter more exactly. next year and that's the, the just co- to make money. That's the COVID theory, which was through COVID, businesses raised their, their prices, if you want to call it that. I mean, again, looking at the horizon, they didn't know what was going on. They raised their prices, but they've never brought their prices back down. And and they've they've realized, yeah, you know what? They will pay fifty cents more exactly. a bag of chips. There's a, a so pain point. There's no reason why we should lower the prices. Exactly. Yeah, and and, and that's their attitude. So their pro- that's why the Fed cannot get corporate profit. That's part of by raising interest rates, you slow the overall economy down because to borrow money it costs you way more. Everybody sees that today. Um, and two. 
the corporate profits as you go forward will start to shrink because people hypothetically buy less products. But if you play that game on where's that pain point out there where you will not buy, you know, your Doritos um, or your Diet Coke or whatever, um, that's that's what they've kind of, I guess, researched in depth so that people are still doing it. Yeah. And it's like, do I want to live in a world without Cool Ranch Doritos? Exactly. Am I just going to pay their high prices? Yep. <laughs> uh, that's that's a decision that I have to make personally exactly. on, on the local yeah. level. Uh, but home sales are slow. Refinances are Non-existent, paused. yes. They, uh, basically, Citibank's laid off a ton of mortgage brokers. Um, Chase is laid off a ton. Just there is no refinancing going on. The rates on. are just too high. Rates are too high. Why are you going to trade in your 3% exactly. for 6%? Yeah. Um, again, supply demand on the sales. That's what they're saying. Like in the regional area, there is no supply. So the demand's still up. And people will still pay a you know, five and a three quarter or six percent interest rate, which, again, at the end of the day, isn't terrible. I mean, that's it's, not... it's better than renting. Exactly. You know? Well, but also you got to go back. I think my first house was a nine and a quarter interest rate. Didn't think anything of it because yeah. that was what we walked into. But if you're already in a house and you're already at three percent, you might anybody, say, "Well, I'm yeah. not going to refinance or move." Anybody under the age of forty, maybe forty-five or less, has never seen interest rates that high. When ever. you told me that, I went. <laughs> I called my mom when I left here and I said, "What was your interest rate on yeah. that house in Fox Plains?" And she told me, and I go, "Whoa, oh, yeah. there was uh, you know? 13, 14, 15 percent interest rates that yeah. people paid it." Now, again, the the price of a house, average price might have been fifty thousand, sixty thousand back then. Um, today, they're four fifty. So, yeah, the interest alone will kill you. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and you know, I know a, a woman that does mortgages, and she put in a pool last year. Mm-hmm. I'm just hoping that she saved some of her money because <laughs> that was high tide. To, that's right to put water in it. So <laughs> yeah, right, that's true. Uh, high tide the past couple of years, and now uh, the you know the interest rates being what they are it slows a, a lot of people will be either be marked out of the market, which means they just they can't afford the interest rates, and are they say, hey, I'm gonna sit tight and wait. I'm not going to refinance. Yeah, and see what happens. I'm not going to take that cash out because yeah. I'd just be using that to pay my mortgage. Exactly. All right, Jeff Zufall, what is your number? Well, it's 636-394-5524. Give him a call. Go to capitaladvisorygrp.com. Again, if you still have your taxes sitting out on your desk, you haven't filed them away, keep them out. Yes. Take them to Jeff and say, this was me last year. Is there anything more I can be doing going forward paycheck to paycheck? on a monthly, on a yearly basis to make my life better and to keep more of my money yes. rather than going out to the federal government. Jeff can take a look and say yes or no. And I, I, I got a good I got a good idea. If you're not doing anything right now, yes. he's got There's a couple a little of- a little bit we can help you with. A couple of tricks in his bag. 636-394-5524. Keep what's yours. CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you.